Together we're the, the Deep Fried Geeks. Geeks. I was podcast talk about movies, comics, TV shows, food, general geek news, and internet stuff. Hey Tommy. Hey Maddie. Yeah. And Facebook. We're, we are podcasting, coming at you from the Mac Cave. But Tom's picking his nose, picking uh, my nose, and picking my tushy. <laughs> this is the first time we've been on Facebook Live in a long time. So it had to have been like if, a year or two. If we're coming at you in your ears. Um, that sounded dirtier than very bad. Already, you are hearing us talk to you. But so if we start talking to random people on Facebook Live, uh, there's nobody yet, and probably will be nobody. Um, but <laughs> our moms might join. Um, <laughs> don't be surprised if you're like, "Who's this random person uh, they're talking to?" And we all confused. That's why. So we're talking to Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't and seen Penelope. it. It's pretty good. Hey Tom and Matt, how are you? We had one and they left. Oh, third person? No, yeah. There was a one. Oh, now the, oh it's those guys. They're so fat. <laughs> it hurts my eyes. <laughs> the camera added more than 10 pounds. Just seeing them makes, makes me give me heartburn. It burns us. It burns us like acid reflexes. Um, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, probably before yeah, the holidays, December, and then the holidays yeah. kind of took over, and we had a little bit of a break because it's just such a busy time of year. Yeah, I it's think the most busiest time yeah. of the year. I think for me this year. It's probably the most stressful Christmas I've had in a pretty, pretty long time. I can agree to that. Um, and it probably felt... I related the most to the Grinch <laughs> that I have in a really, really long time. You're a mean of one. Just being Mr. Matt. frustrated with really the commercialism. Because <laughs> you ate all of the Pop-Tarts and you tried to eat the veal, Mr. Matt. <laughs> That's nice. Um, and so it's uh, it was a rough Christmas. Yeah. It just I don't know, just too much to do, and having to work and do Christmas at the same time. Like I'm envious of the people that can take like two weeks off right. during Christmas. And you not can't really enjoy Christmas, the season, the time, the when family moments, and everything else. Yeah. Ugh. How was your Christmas? It was good. It was fun. It was nice and quiet. Yeah, it's kind of one of those easy come, easy go. Yeah. Well, we got to celebrate Christmas Day together. We did. That was that was really fun, actually. And that was I fun. Think. And uh, Matt Mann and his family threw a, an Elvis-themed Christmas That's party. Right. A blue, uh, you can check that out on Instagram at Deep Fried Geeks. You can, oh, he's grabbing our Elvis to show the Facebook Live people. Oh, 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 oh shook up. Oh, make it up my... <laughs> So it was a blue Christmas. It was Elvis themed, and so you can check out those pictures on our Facebook page and our Instagram. Um, we did uh, some smoked brisket brought to you by None Better Barbecue. That was actually very good. That yeah, was pretty awesome. And uh, we did uh, some collard greens that the Rev made. Uh, that were pretty yeah, awesome. Pretty good. Yeah, they were good. 
And uh, just a bunch of blue drinks and appetizers and Elvis-themed blue stuff. and potato salad. Blue potato salad. Some of it had bacon in it. Do you have any more pickled eggs? I do have pickled eggs still. Ooh, pickled might, eggs, pickled sausage, I pickled pig's feet. I might have some of that later. Yeah, so it was a very southern and Elvis-y Christmas. And then I did oh, yeah, uh, yeah, peanut butter and uh, banana eggnog. Did you have you I didn't have that. that. It was banana. I could still make it. I still got okay, everything. We had banana rum and then. I was gonna talk about his like mom, the recipes his mom made, like the. Yeah, so I had uh, his mom's uh, southern mashed potatoes, mm. Grace, and the, so it had cream cheese in it, mm. and potatoes and salt and pepper. And what we do differently than most mashed potatoes is you saute onions and garlic. You mince both, and you saute them in butter, and then you add that to the mashed potatoes. Oh. They're pretty damn good mashed potatoes. They're good. They're very good. And then um, her traditional country ham. Hey, we have somebody joining us. We can't see who it is. So. Nope. Um, and so that was pretty delicious, too. So it was adorned with pineapple rings and cherries. That was pretty damn good. And uh, it was pretty great. <laughs> So, um, what was your favorite thing we ate on Christmas Day? Sorry, not product placement? We'll we'll always product place Samuel Adams, (laughs) my friend. (laughs) What was your favorite thing we ate on uh, Christmas Day that we had here? Let's see. The brisket was very good, actually. Yeah. Oh, man. It's hard to... We always love food here. Uh Uh-huh. So it's hard to always just narrow it one down. Yeah. The appetizers were pretty good, too. Just like a, a relish tray, yeah. and then we had uh, some blue corn chips, nachos, and stuff like that. Oh, the cheese dip was good. Oh, yeah, there's cheese dip. Oh, and I also made uh, mini peanut butter cream pies. And oh, that was, was fucking cool. amazing. amazing. That, like, made me, like, just get wet. In your mouth. <laughs> In my you, mouth. You were drooling. Lots of saliva you were drooling. was produced okay. from, from okay. those pies. Um, and we adorned it with some, uh, uh, some nuts and stuff, which was pretty delicious as well. You like nuts? I like big nuts. No, I can't. <laughs> those, other, those other cooks can't deny. What did you do when for... When the baker walks in with an itty bitty cake and a big nut in your mouth. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what'd you do for New Year's? I went with some friends. We were in Clearwater at Shepherd's Resort. Okay. And a club, and we was partying and clubbing it up. Did they have Shepherd's Pie at Shepherd's Resort? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't want to go there, then. It doesn't sound like Ain't gonna Shepherd's Pie with color. Give me I do not see one fucking bull anywhere on the property. Call yourself Shepherds. What kind of fucking Scotsman are you? You cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like you had a better New Year's than I did. Oh, so there's a you had to work, did you? Mm. Oh, I mean, I was off on New Year's Eve, oh, okay. and so it was fine working. No, it was fine having the day off. But then there's a great organization in North Park called Team Doogie. Yep, and it's a sports and social club. And so they get together, and they have like cornhole tournaments and w- w- wiffle ball tournaments and soccer, kickball, and 
So they go out and drink, and some of the cornhole stuff they do at, like, local breweries. So it's a really cool organization. The guy who runs it's awesome. And so through my work, he asked if I could help cater some food for New Year's. So I decided to, and I took some food to them. And he said we could stay for the party, and it was, like, an open bar and stuff like that. When? If you are a fat person... If you basically and, and, have <laughs> too high, and you want to have a really depressing, awful New Year's, like go hang out with a bunch of people who just ran a 5K. Oh wow! Yeah. And they're all sweaty, and everybody there just ran, and they're all fit and worried about if we have gluten-free options and vegan options. These are the worst type of people. And you want to ring in the New Year and feel really fucking shitty about yourself? Go to a run on New Year's Eve. <laughs> that sounds horrible. But it was still fun because there was like corn cornhole bet and there was like bags and okay, good. there was an open bar, but it was pretty depressing. And I had some friends and we knew some people there, so it was kind of entertaining. But don't go be surrounded by runners on New Year's Eve. Not mm. a great idea. So next year, I definitely need to do something a little bit different. I think. All right. Maybe hang out with you. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that idea. <laughs> hey, Tom, guess what? What? TV pick of the week! Woo! Click. Oh! oh. Changing the channel. Clip. What have you been watching? Anything good? I have been binging the British, the BBC show Spaced. It's an older show from like the early 2000s starring Simon Pegg. Oh, I like Nick Simon Pegg. Oh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg are in? And let's see, what's there? I think it's Sarah Stevenson. So it was co- co-written by Nick, uh, not Nick Frost, sorry, Simon Pegg and Sarah Stevenson. It's a, like this show about the, this guy and this girl who are roommates together, and they're pretending like they're married, but they're not. Okay. They're just friends and the shenanigans and a lot of eccentric types in the show, and it's it's very funny, and it's it's got a lot of video game references, comic book references, movie references. So it's, it's not good. a sci-fi or anything? No, it's like a, just like about a couple of people living in an apartment that's just very kind of goofy humor, but it has okay. a lot of like jokes and video games. Do you think this was pre-Shaun of the Dead? Oh yes, yeah, this is way before Shaun of the so Dead. So this is pre-Shaun of the Dead and pre, pre-Hot Fuzz. Yeah, this is how they kind of got their start. Okay. So, have you finished it? I did. There's only like two seasons, so it was like, okay. wow, that's so... Classic, like, British humor? Yeah. It was not classic, really, but very, okay. like, adult humor, and it was okay. fucking funny. Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, uh, as funny as ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're great. Have you seen, during Christmas, I was watching a lot of Doctor Who Christmas specials. Yeah. Did you see one of the latest ones with um, Nick Frost in it? No, the one they did... Three years ago, or something? yeah, he no, played Santa Claus. I, I missed that. One. I rewatched that, and that's pretty good. And he's yeah. a pretty badass, awesome Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever, ever get a chance to watch Christmas Chronicles? No. Okay. All right. I am all. I was watching a show. All right. Well, first, would you recommend people watching Spaced? I do. It's fun. It's funny. It's on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Okay. So I should watch it. Yep. Okay. I think you would like it. Um. It's right up your alley. Netflix. Yep. Put a new show out. It's called Happy. Happy. So Happy was a is a sci-fi show. Okay. I think they're on the third season on sci-fi right now. On Netflix, there's only two seasons. Um, it is very adult and very mature. Um, think. 
NYPD Blue or like Law and Order. Very serious cop drama. Mixed with The Punisher and Deadpool. Okay. With a little bit of My Little Pony thrown in. Okay. Okay. So. (laughs) Well, if you're Deadpool, then I can kind of expect. Are you familiar with Christopher Maloney? He's from uh, Law and Order Special Victims. Oh, yeah. Detective Stabler. Yeah, he's cool. Cool, cool dude. He's been a lot of, like, random stuff and shows. Mm -hmm. Like, you remember Harold and Kumar? Yeah, he was in Harold and and Kumar. The second one, I think he was in the third one, too. He He played. He's just a funny guy. Like, so he is the lead in this, and he plays. Oh, I'm he, liking it already. He plays a, de- a detective who became a um, was an alcohol became an alcoholic and a drug addict. And he and was, this is like there's like a cartoon donkey or yes, something. Okay, a I've unicorn. Seen, I've seen like Facebook adverts for He's it. He's very haunted and stuff yeah. by different things in his past, and he was always kind of a crooked cop, anyways. Um, but so then what happens is he gets kind of a concussion and gets injured in this big fight where he turned into this hitman trying to get money to just buy his next high, right? Okay. And then afterwards, he gets visited by an imaginary friend yeah. who is Pat Oswalt, oh, and it's a blue okay. unicorn named Happy. And so <laughs> Happy is telling him that he needs to go and save this little girl. So Happy, the girl's name is Haley, Happy is... Haley's imaginary friend. Oh. So throughout it, they're showing you proof and showing him proof that Happy is real. Okay. And he's not just in... He's not in her head. In his, in his head, yeah. Okay. And so, um, it ter- twist, it turns out that Haley is the is Chris Maloney's daughter. Oh. That he didn't know about. And so it's just got this... It's very bum It's very messed up, but Pat Oswalt makes the whole show. Yeah. Because him voicing the unicorn and a lot of weird... The unicorn, like, they're in the poker room, and the the detective is doing coke and playing poker, and then the coke bag gets hit, so then the unicorn is, like, on a coke high, <laughs> and there's, like, fight scenes where the unicorn's helping him with the fight scenes. It's really messed up. So, okay. if you're a fan of, like, Deadpool mm-hmm. and cop dramas, I would definitely check it out. So, cop this pool. is something that one of our fans, Steve, suggested that I watch. Okay. So, he suggested I watch The Expanse. I haven't watched that yet, but then Happy. And so, I'm about seven episodes into Happy, um, but I kind of took a little bit of a break um, just because the holidays have been crazy. Uh, so, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> So I don't know if I would recommend it because it sounds like you don't recommend it. It's pretty screwed up. It's messed up. Uh, but it is a sci-fi show, so they can only go so far. Yeah, it's for um, cable. So it's not as bad as some of it's even not as bad as some of the Netflix Marvel shows. But it's definitely Netflix not like for your kids adult. or whatever. Yeah. So Marvel, that's kind of what I Marvel Netflix ones are kind of on the lower end of the adult spectrum of some of those Netflix originals. Yeah. And then we also got Larry a PlayStation 4 for Christmas. So I've been playing WWE uh, 2K19 a lot. Gotcha. Um, Alright, now we're going to get... Guess what, Tom? What? Movie pick of the week! Go to the lobby and get some... Oh, I want popcorn. I want How does that sound go? Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get me all the treats. Does it get all loud? Like no, that? I do it that way. <laughs> I want all the treats. Give me all the snacks. Oh, my bag. <laughs> um, there's been a ridiculous amount of movies that's come so out. So much in such a small run. Because of the holidays. 
Yeah. If people are going to go to the movie, it's during a holiday. So I think our last episode we talked about Fantastic Beasts 2, um, Crimes of Grindelwald. You saw Wreck-It Ralph. I did you? Wreck-It I have not seen Wreck-It Ralph yet. Um, but the last two movies that we've kind of seen the most and the last ones to come on over the holidays were Aquaman and mm-hmm. End of the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man. So I think, yeah, did I call it Aquaman and End of the Spider-Verse? No, you said Aquaman and End of the Spider-Verse. Okay. It's Aquaman, and then we saw Spider-Man and the yeah. Spider-Verse. Um, so let's talk about Aquaman first, because we'll okay. probably talk about it the least amount of time. So you have not seen I have Aquaman, not seen right? it yet. Have you seen the trailers? I've seen a lot of trailers for it, yeah. Have you seen Justice League? Yes. Okay. You know how they're going for the we, whole... We saw it together. Did we see Justice League yeah. together? Mm, I don't think we saw Justice Pretty League. Pretty sure yet. we did. I saw Justice League by myself. I think you saw, Did you see it more than once? Maybe. I'm pretty sure we saw it together. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah, it was not um, really open. <laughs> Do you remember how they go for the, the bro vibe of Aquaman? Yeah. Okay. So, they pretty much erase that. Really? He's still kind of a cool dude, but the bro vibe kind of gets thrown out the window. Um, it is kind of like, it is more of a story about his mother, yeah. Queen Atlanta, Atlanta. And his dad, the light keeper. Yeah. And so it kind of starts off that way. Right. The first 30 minutes is all about that. Oh, really? And meeting and having the baby and everything else. So it's an origin story, of, but it also happens after Justice League. Yeah. So it kind of shows you how he is brought to birth and everything else. And then it kind of picks up how he got with him. And, and it shows him and him kind of back and forth still fighting of not wanting to be a hero, right. but kind of thrown into it, and then Mira gets brought in the mix. What I like most about Aquaman is that it does not take itself too seriously. Okay. It knows that it's a movie about a fucking dude who's shirtless all the time and is super hot <laughs> <Okay>. and <laughs> can talk to fish. It's... And so there's a lot of, like, zooming in on him when he's, like, brushing his hair. And moments of him, like, looking at the camera and stuff. (laughs) And so it definitely, do you know the director knows, hey, I got Jason Momoa in this movie and he's smoking fine. And I'm going to play that up and kind of make fun of that. Yeah. Um, And Aquaman. I think it, like, it seems like that that we're just kind of making fun of, like, Baywatch. Maybe a little bit. And it's cheesy, and it's fun. Uh, really bad acting in some points. Yeah. But it's just it's just a good popcorn flick. And visually, I've probably never seen anything like it before. Yeah, the trailers, this looks very scenic. That's the word. It is very scenic, and it's it's very close to, like, Avatar. Okay. Type, like, you know, people riding on sharks and... Dragons and the Kraken and release the Kraken. People riding dolphins and and they really play up the. Oh, do they do that? And they do that a lot and and they have jokes about he he's making jokes about himself and people are making jokes about him and it's not hilarious but it's just very self-aware. Yeah. And uh, the fight scenes are pretty great and a lot of fun. I know when we talked about our Justice League. Uh, review you were worried about when we were talking about the in the future of the Aquaman movie how the fight scenes underwater would be and they are very cool yeah. and the talking underwater is they very cool they didn't have to do the bubbles like they didn't do the bubbles they just they muffle the voices a little bit okay That's so it sounds a little bit do. like they're underwater the weirdest kind of part is 
they probably spent like two million dollars just on CGI and everybody's hair. Oh, right, so, so it's wavy <laughs> in the water. So whenever people are, are a camera, their hair is all wavy and floaty in the water. That's funny. Like, you imagine having to be that guy who just CGI's everybody's hair? I think you're like, yes, you like, <laughs> it takes like several hundred hours for the first person, and uh-huh. after a while, it's just like, all right, copy, paste, change color, copy, paste, change color. It had to be I awful, can't do though. this anymore. <laughs> I can't. You I can't do this. Um... A lot of cool fight scenes. They don't really try to bring in the other universes, and they don't really talk about Batman, and they're talking about Superman. The only thing they mention is, oh, hey, you helped save the world. That's pretty much all they say. Like, once, maybe Mira says that. Oh, she was like, you were a hero once. You helped defeat blah, blah, whatever his name is. Stephen Wolf. Stephen Wolf. And then that's all they pretty much do. The menacing, ugly white man. And so then at the end, he gets his the orange shirt, and it yeah, all works. Suit, green paint. It was good. And they had Ocean Master, and they had a oh, okay. pretty screen, uh, comic book actor Ocean Master costume. Black Mana was badass. Yeah. Um, it made you feel for him a lot and everything. So it was good. I'd give it seven stars. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was... It, I would say it's the best probably DC movie next to behind Wonder Woman. Yeah. That's good. And then a close third would probably be Batman v Superman, um, which is has its moments. Um, Where's my moments? Could it would be worth seeing in the theater just because of the hugeness of it and yeah, the epicness. So like- so the surround sound and the surround sound and the fight scenes and everything like that the one thing that did kind of suck for us Uh, is we went the day after Christmas and so we got there late because it was a very kind of last minute decision Yeah, and uh, it was busy and we had to sit in the front row Uh, like the very front row Um, but it was still cool and so I would recommend seeing it. it if, if you have a huge, a big TV at your house and surround sound, then just wait for DVD. DVDs work. Okay. You can do it on 4K or Blu-ray and it should be as good. 3D. Um, now, the real event we need to talk about. The real movie that of the holidays. Is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yep. So you saw it before me. Yes. I saw it the day you saw Aquaman. I almost want to just walk through the entire movie. <laughs> Let's break this scene down, shall we? Um. Wow. Yeah. Like I, I've only seen it once. I want to go see it again. I do want to see it again. Too. Um, but even from the very opening of that movie, they know what they want that movie to be, and they, yeah, it's just so good, and how it feels to me is the most comic booky. It's. It, I think they do a great job of making the movie feel like they've taken comic panels and animated them. I agree. Um, the an- So let's talk about first the animation. Right, so Sony Animation Studios is what actually did the movie. Right. And the animation of this movie is probably close to nothing we've ever seen before. Um, they take a bunch of different animation styles mm-hmm. and shove it into one movie. Yes. Did you know that Peter Porker, Spider-Ham, is all hand-drawn? I did not. That's actually pretty cool. So Spider-Hand's all hand-drawn, and then they have the anime character. Did you know that it was John, John Mulaney who did the voice? Yes, I did, which is amazing. <laughs> and the voice acting is a whole other section yep. we can talk about. We'll get to that. Good voices there. Um, and they did a really good job at like putting word bubbles in. And, yeah. 
and are harking back to the four color days and the yep. panel days and the and the little pixelation and the comics and the fuzziness and and they did a great job of like pulling different Spider-Mans from different eras and taking Kingpins from the King Kingpin, which we're gonna talk all about too. Yeah. And oh, his yeah. and because that giant Kingpin is from a different comic arc and. They just did a good job of taking everything that you've ever loved about Spider-Man for the last well, almost a hundred years, yeah, eighty years, eighty years, like. and put it into a movie. Yeah. Like, well, maybe not eighty, but either way, a long time, seventy-five. Yeah, I'd say something like maybe. that. Maybe um, August fifteenth, so about a few months. <laughs> so I guess let's let's try to keep it traditional. Um, what what do you think for you is your favorite? Three favorite things about uh, about Spider Man and the Spider Verse. We had John Reddick commented on Facebook Live that uh, <laughs> Nick Cage is Spider Man yeah. uh, Noir. Yeah, which he was pretty amazing. Uh, it's funny. I liked how he kept using the old timey phrases when he was like fighting people. Yes, and I know you probably liked, and I know John liked the Rubik's Cube. Bit. Yeah. Where they, can I keep this? <laughs> he takes this Rubik's Cube. He takes the Rubik's Cube home. He can't figure out how to solve it. So he can't see the colors. What color is this? Nineteen thirties, <laughs> I think, is kind of what he's based in. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, so, what were your three favorite things about Spider-Man and the Spider-Man? Right, my three favorite things were the Peter Parkers, both of them. I okay. The so you have Peter. They kind of they kind of differentiate them by calling. Peter B. Parker was the older spoilers. Yeah. Uh, Peter B. Parker was the kind of older fat Spider-Man, yeah. where he's divorced Mary. Mary. If Mary. I were to guess, that's probably closer to the normal comic book Peter Parker, the Earth sixty-seven right. one, where everything just bad. Poor Peter Parker. And it may, May's dead. Yeah. And, and he's, he's kind of fat and out of shape. So that's Peter B. Parker. And then um, the regular Peter Parker is the main is where you kind of start the movie with, following him and him trying to stop. And he Kingpin. is like I considered him as like the perfect Peter Parker. Yeah, like handsome, awesome tech, like yeah, almost bat like a bat cave. Yeah, and just badass. And he's got Mary Jane, and they're married, and he's happy. And right. and so you really liked how they portrayed the two different yeah. Peter Parkers. Yeah. And I think once a regular Peter Parker was voiced by Chris Pine. He was. And so that just that kinda adds to And it. and that was pretty great and it it was hard. Like for me that was the first time I got choked up of when they killed the Chris Pine Peter Parker. Spoilers. Yes. This is gonna be filled with spoilers. We're not gonna be holding anything back, so just a heads up on that. Um but when they killed that Chris Pine Peter Parker and if you've seen the trailer you got you know it's coming. They show yes. the grave and stuff. That was kind of the first time where... So they kind of introduced Miles, and the whole story is about Miles. And then they introduce him meeting meeting Peter. And then he gets caught, and then Kingpin straight up murders him. Yeah, he just literally just slams around. Which is, is pretty hard to go through. Yeah. Um, but then just the story arc of everything with Peter B. Parker was breathtaking. Yeah. Okay, so second favorite thing. Second favorite thing was I think the whole family dynamic that they had with um, Miles and his dad was very touching, and I liked the whole kind of his dad. I forget his first name, Officer Wilson. Yeah. And not Wilson, but either way. No, 
Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. I can't remember right now. Whatever. It's okay. Oops. So, his whole, like, he wants to be a tough cop, but he also wants to be there for his son, but he has to kind of be tough and make force him to do what he doesn't want to do because he knows he doesn't want to go to this school, but he knows it's good for him. Yeah. And he has to... Puts a little bit of a struggle with him, but he knows it's what's best for him. Their relationship is really a great touching part of that movie, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they did a good job with that of him wanting for Miles to realize his potential. Right. And they kind of say at the end of, like, me and your mom, we know you have that spark, and we want it to come out in you. And so they're trying to push him. And as a parent, I can really relate to that of how wanting to push that spark, and the kid doesn't always realize that's what you're yeah. trying to do. And uh, the, the, the one scene for me that really highlight well, two scenes that highlighted their relationship and got me... I cried through the whole movie like a, a big bitch. Just a big baby. <laughs> baby um, bitch. Was he was at the door and talking oh, to Miles, yeah. and Miles he was, was all webbed up, on this and he had the thing yeah. on his face, and he's talking to him and telling him about... He's going to tell him about Uncle Aaron dying, and then he's talking about wanting to be there for him, and Miles isn't responding to him. And then he's like, I love you. You don't have to say it back. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. And then the end when he, his dad is wanting to be anti-Peter Parker. Well, yes, John. We are very beer-tastic. Uh, John from Jack's Grown Up is commenting on our beards and how beautiful they are on yeah, Facebook Live. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Um, <laughs> deep fried beards. Uh, deep, yeah, it should be a new name, right? <laughs> deep fried beards. <laughs> um, and so it's uh, the end when, because he, he thinks that his brother is killed by Spider-Man right. at one point. And so at the end... he's not really... Like, you can kind of... Throughout the whole movie, he's like, he's not a big fan of the original Spider-Man. So he thinks this copycat Spider-Man is going to be even worse. So Spider-Man, Miles is fighting Kingpin at the end, which is mind-blowing fight, too. In many ways, He sends all the Spider-Man away, and then he wants to fight, because he wants to beat Kingpin on his own. Yeah. And so when he gets beat and they kind of go back to the kingpin smashing him yeah and like he how he killed peter parker and his dad's like get up spider-man yeah i was like yeah that that got me too so those are my two favorite things about miles and his dad what's your third favorite my third thing i think the animation was just fun and it just seemed like a great comic book movie, just because mm-hmm. the animation how it was cell shaded almost with again with the, the four colors, so cool. and all that stuff. Like it just seemed very whimsical. And the animation a lot of the times where it had even like comic book bubbles and like flips and pows and boobs stuff like that, where it kind of brought back that kind of. And the thing for me that comes up when you're talking about the flips is when they're leaving Alchemy. Yeah, where you and, got the past and they're doing yeah, and they're. And you've got Doc Ock chasing them, which they kind of did. Doc Ock is a female, like a gender swap. Which I didn't is know if that's how it was in the Ultimate Universe or not. Yeah, I've never really read much because I knew like the else, Ultimate, so. like Green Goblin, was like huge and bulky and like super powered. So, uh, but so I'm assuming that's what they're kind of based off, which is what where Miles Morales came from with yeah. the Ultimate Universe. And so when he's going through, going through, and they're swipping. Yeah. And he's kind of coaching him how to flip through. Yeah. And just every time they flip, they put it on the camera. It's yeah. just it's breathtaking. And, oh, and he's, uh, like, kind of teaching him, too. That's a fun part where the uh, Peter right. Parker and they're, like, both holding the briefcase and they're, like, 
taking turns swinging. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And my other favorite part about the animation is, like we talked about earlier with the comic books, where every time they introduce the new character, mm-hmm. they throw that comic book down, and yeah. then that person would so come in and come in there. It begins, and it talks about how yeah. their origin, not their origin, really, and how they got pulled into this universe. And that, and that was really because that really made it feel a lot like a com- like you're mm-hmm. watching a comic book. Yeah, which was crazy. So those are your three favorite things. Yep. My three favorite things um, are the relationship between Miles and his uncle Aaron. Yep. Oh. Okay. Um, that was that was pretty pretty amazing of how they did that and how I knew that. Uncle Aaron was spoilers. Uh, the Prowler. The Prowler, but I forgot it when I'm going in the movie and I'm watching it. I completely forgot that fact, and so when they kind of announced it, like that took me back and realizing that every Spider-Man has to have an uncle die, yeah, and has to have a loss, and that creates the, a Spider-Man. And when they're going through and they're all explaining. And talking about the loss, because Kingpin straight up murders Uncle Aaron. He just shoots him in the back when he wouldn't kill Spider-Man. Yeah, and so when they did that, that was uh, pretty amazing. And uh, it was really, really interesting how they just did that whole story and how Uncle Aaron kind of died, and that helped the growth of Miles. But then so Miles, that kind of pushed Miles to be Spider-Man, but then his dad coming in, and helping realize the loss with Miles. Mm-hmm. And then M- his dad kind of giving him Miles his acceptance is kind of what pushed Miles into getting his powers finally. Yeah, and being able powers, to. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then the culmination for me of my favorite part is where Miles goes to Kingpin, spoilers again, at the end of the fight scene, and they're fighting, and Miles just kind of stands up and he gets his venom and he grabs Kingpin's shoulder and he goes, Hey. hey, and it's, then he zaps him, and that kind of brought the whole Uncle Aaron yeah. thing full force. And John, John from Jack's Grown Up, kind of says that he he's on Facebook Live that he's not a big comic book fan um, or grew up on it too much, but that the animation and the comic bubbles kind of brought him in enough, but didn't alienate him because they do a great job, job of that. explaining things enough that it's not like it's shoving a lot of history mm-hmm. down your throat. But it gives you a lot of backstory in a fun way, and then you boom right back into the main story. You could fully not know anything about Spider Man and, and go in perfect. and enjoy this movie. Yep. Because they wrap all the origins into it and everything. So, my second favorite part, uh, which we talked about a little bit, about was Kingpin. Yeah. Uh, I love Vincent Nafio's Kingpin. I think Kingpin. you're just a Kingpin fan. Yeah. But I, I like Vincent Nafio's Kingpin from Daredevil, and it's pretty perfect. But it's completely different. And so this Kingpin, I liked him a little bit. And that New York accent was a little hard for me because it's yeah. so strong. But I'm, I'm going to get choked up right now. You didn't now. like Liv Schreiber's New York accent? It was good, but it was yeah. just a, li- a little much. But when, when when you got Peter and he's killing, he's killing Spider-Man. And he's like, hey, Wilson, don't you, know, you want to know what I saw? Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? And he goes into that rage and the flames come up. And then he's like, it doesn't work. And and you can't bring him back. And right then it's like, what the heck is he talking about? And then later when they flash back, 
And they show that yeah. like Kingpin lost his his wife and his son. Yeah, because he because of saw, his hatred for Spider-Man. The, the beast that he was, and they tried to they just wanted to get away from because they were afraid of who he actually is. And he, and they yeah spoilers they drive out and they get hit by a car and so so a King, semi yeah so Kingpin basically blames Spider-Man for letting this animal out of him and showing his true nature, dude. Like. That was one of the scenes where I lost it and I was crying so hard. And but just, that's one of my favorite things is to that's what I like remember that's what I liked about Black Panther so much was with um Killmonger. Killmonger and how they made you feel for him yeah. and understand. Like I totally felt with Kingpin and I'm like, dude just trying to bring his family back. Right. That's all he wants to do is have his family come back. Yeah. And to be able to relate with the villain like that they did such a good job with that. And then they did a great job again at the end where all the universes are kind of blending together and then he's fighting Spider-Man. This is the Miles Morales Spider-Man and his family's there and they're like, Wilson, what are you doing? And he's like, no, not again, no. And you're like, no, yeah. Wilson, you can do better. And then as they're fighting, all these semis start coming in yeah. too. And I'm just like, and I just got tears rolling down my yeah. face. Uh, it was beautiful, that whole yeah. fight scene. And so I really loved Kingpin. And uh, my third favorite thing was the voice acting. Yeah. The voices they chose were spot on. Mm -hmm. Like, perfect casting. John Mulaney as Spider-Ham. Chris Pine. Nick Cage as Spider-Noir. I forget who does the voice of uh, Peter B. Parker, but he does an awesome job. He was good, too. The the kid they chose for Miles was Mm -hmm. great. Um, Liv Schreiber as Kingpin Mm -hmm. was really, really cool. And so, they just... They nailed this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, 100% nailed it. And I, I made some claims that are pretty lofty, what we'll talk about in a minute. But do you have anything about this movie that you disliked? Because I was trying to think about that the other day. And I, re- and you know me, I'm really probably really overcritical sometimes. If there was something that I didn't like is at the end. Should I just spoil the teaser at the end? Sure. Okay. So at the very end of the credits, you get a little trailer and you get and it shows Spider-Man twenty ninety nine and yep. you're like, oh, this, oh, they're gonna keep going with this where it looks like he jumps. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Oscar Isaacs. He, they set up this little quantum vortex thing. And he jumps back in. And it looks like oh, they're gonna, they're gonna go another direction. And then he pops into the scene of like the Spider-Man sixty six cartoon. Where it's like, you, you're the Spider-Man. He's like, no, I'm Spider-Man. You're, you're Spider-Man. Like, they're trying to recreate that meme. Yeah. yeah. And so, it, and it's like, oh, okay, maybe they're not going to do something else. Yeah. It was just still very funny. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't stay for that. I had to oh, YouTube yeah? it because I so didn't funny. know that was on there. It was good. Um, I, if, you know, I just don't think there was anything I didn't like. I mean, I don't hate that part. It's just, yeah. it kind of like, oh, it's setting you up for a it's great, set- awesome sequel, and then you're like, oh. And then it just kind of doesn't feel like they're doing that, yeah. Um, Aunt May. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Aunt May, but I think they had a missed opportunity of trying to make, they could have like done a whole Madam Spider thing with her, I think, a little sure, bit more. yeah, I could see that. And had her be kind of the interwoven things, and I think they could have really played up Aunt May's role a little bit better than they did. It's just as much where everybody has to have an uncle that dies, everybody has to have an aunt that they fight for. Yeah. And so n- nobody really talked about Aunt May much. 
um, like the different spiders of who their person was. But I did like what they did with Aunt May, where they kind of made her like the badass Peter Parker's uh, Alfred kind of. Yeah, where she's was, like was pretty making cool. gadgets and running all the tech, yeah. like being the Q basically of the right. Spider-Man universe. So, if you had to rate this movie ten and uh, one one through ten stars, like we normally would, uh, what would you do? I'd give it a a nine. A nine? Yeah. I would give it a flat out ten. Ten, straight up ten. Like I literally cried from beginning like to end of this movie. Yeah. So many times, the animation is beautiful. It's impeccable. It's this perfect Spider-Man story. Uh, for me, favorite movie of the year. Okay. Oh, I okay. I agree. They favorite movie of the year. It was so fun. I and just heartfelt and every beat. And we can't forget about talking about the Stanley beat that they did. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they and the, the quotes that they gave Stan was just so fitting to and talking about how anybody can wear the mask and be under the mask and everything and. Uh, it just seemed like the perfect send-off for Stan as well. Yeah. And for me, it just was perfect. And somebody had mentioned on Facebook when I would put that, I'm like, you liked this more than Infinity War? And I really think I did. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Infinity War, but it was just a different... Because it was kind of a movie where he ended on a down note. Yeah. When I got done watching Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse... I straight up want to... It made me want to be a better person. <laughs> like, I got out, and I'm like, yeah, I just want to be kick-ass Spider-Man. <laughs> I want to put a Spider-Mask on and whip some people up. Flip, flip. <laughs> With your whip shooter. Um, how about... Would, would, would you say that it's up there of your favorite movies of the year? I think, yeah, it's definitely yeah. up there of favorites. All right. Definitely recommend you <laughs> see it. You totally check it more out. Than, more than once. And if you haven't seen it already and we spoiled it, we definitely do apologize for that. But it really was an amazing movie. I think you need to see it more than once. There's so much in it, too. Like, there's so many Easter eggs and stuff yeah, like that. It's just sure. chocked full of awesome As soon eggs. as that bitch comes out on DVD, I'm behind it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I hope so. Hey, Tom. Hey, Matt. Guess what? What? Food news. So if you <laughs> if you follow us and listen to us a lot, yeah. couple. What do you think? Five, five, six episodes ago, yeah. we talked about Jimmy Deans is doing a special for Christmas, and it was well, it was Thanksgiving, so it was leading up to Thanksgiving, and they yeah. were like, "Hey, go go to Jimmy Deans. I forget what they called it." Um, and you had to make one of the recipes, and then they would send you a gift. And one of the gifts was a uh, smelly wrapping paper. paper. Scratch and so a scratch and sniff wrap paper smells like Jimmy Dean sausage. So we talked about the podcast. We decided that we wanted to make an item, send it in to Jimmy Dean's. So we made the, you can find it on our Instagram and Facebook page. We made the uh, yes. sauce, Jimmy Dean sausage cinnamon rolls. Yeah. And we made those on cinnamon roll bake. And we made it on Thanksgiving morning. It was okay. I like this pretty yeah, good. It was, it, it, was like, it was like an egg casserole. It had eggs in it and it was a little weird. But it was definitely, the sausage was good. And I the think the sweetness of the cinnamon rolls and the greasy, meaty taste of the sausage kind of was very yeah. good. I, I like that part. I didn't like the eggs of it so much. I love it. But so I went and I sent that in. The bummer shitty part is, is... <laughs> By the time we got all said and done, they were out of the They were out of the wrap paper. paper. They had one gift left. So, yeah, I submitted for the gift, and it finally came in the mail, like, literally today. Yay. Okay. 
And so it came in this little box. We'll show the Facebook Live people. I'll put some photos on our Instagram page too. It says uh, make your holiday just a little bit brighter. It came after the holidays. Yeah. And so you open up the box. Way to ruin it, Jimmy. It's a little wrapping. And it's this cute little Jimmy Dean sausage roll. It's like the the Jimmy Dean sausage. like The classic kind of casing you see. Or the spicy sausage, your original sausage. And it's a little ornament. It's like maybe, well, four inches long, two inches wide. That's what you get. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's cute. I guess you can put it on a tree. It's very kind of lightweight. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun if they made that smelly. Like it like holds they a little They should have made it smelly for sure. Um, really, I didn't do anything for this other than bake, make something. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of cute and fun. I think it was a great marketing thing that they did. Yeah. I, it has some little glitter on the ends there. It's not as, almost as interesting as when we did our KFC, like, Yule Logs. Yeah, but we didn't get, we didn't get, get those. We didn't get that either, yeah. You know they're selling those things on eBay? For how much? For like $200. Wow. Somebody sent a link well, to yeah, me on eBay. Limited. It was like, hey, you could, you could buy this. Run. Yeah. Um... Just so, a bucket of chicken in a fire. Hopefully, Jimmy Deans does this again next year. If any of our listeners went and did the same thing and uh, got the smelly wrapping paper, just just send us rip a piece off and just send it in the mail, or just take a video of yourself or send us pictures. No, we want to smell and, it. And <laughs> send us a corner and let us know how it, how it went. Yeah. But we do. Lo- I love Jimmy Deans sausage brand. I think if I'm ever going to buy a sausage, breakfast sausage, I'm going to buy Jimmy Deans. So this is going to be on my ornament uh, for, tree. Next year. In my tree next year and forever. <laughs> I still have my tree up, though, so I can still put it on there. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. So we'll have pictures of that for you on the Instagram page. Um, maybe I'll make it all Christmassy and tag Jimmy Dean to it. So that was the only food news that I got. Okay. When you went up for New Year's to Clearwater, you said you went to a seafood restaurant? Yes. Crabby's, it Crabby's was Bar and Grill, yeah. Well, what did you eat there? Anything? I had it was like a Krabby's special, so it had fried, fried calamari, fried shrimp, and fried fish. And then there was two sides, so I chose garlic mashed potatoes and then black beans and rice. Okay. They also, I also ordered some gator bites. Gator bites are good. Kind of tastes like good. chicken, right? Yeah, they're very, they're a little chewier than chicken, but they have a great flavor to them. And they also, the gator bites had fried peppers mixed in it too, so they had like green and red peppers. That's kind of neat. Fried. I've never seen so that it was before. very good. Did it have a sauce on it or anything? It did. It had like um, some kind of spicy ranch sauce, I guess you could okay. call it. Okay, dipping or did it come on? Dipping. It? Okay. Uh, and then I also has a, I got a drink. I got what was called like a dirty banana. So it's like a frozen <laughs> giggity. Put it in my mouth. That's what my friend says. Like, well, you wanted a dirty banana. I could have given you one for free. Um, so it was like a frozen margarita type drink okay. with like some sort of banana rum and actual like bananas ground up. It was pretty it goes good. Along and like a chocolate Christmas drizzle. Theme. It was delicious. Yeah, it was okay. very good actually. Was, Would you go back to Krabby's? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it didn't have a very large menu, but they had a, some good looking okay. items on there. If you like crab legs and stuff like that, it'd be a good place to go. We're talking about this, and I can't believe that I almost forgot to tell you about a life changing experience that I had. You're keeping the information from me. Again. So, so you know how I tell I've said in the past that there are these food moments that you, that I I get, and I've maybe only had ten of them in my lifetime. And this is kind of embarrassing to say that I had one of these moments at a corporate chain restaurant, but I did. Uh-oh. And so most of the time, 
product like, placement well, here. And it's these food. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I would. I would totally do a commercial for this product. I'm going to talk about. Okay. And so, uh, it's the moment where you bite something and it, you just want to have coitus afterwards, like a penis. <laughs> like you're like oh my gosh and it sends shivers through your body, your body goes and you just like, mm. and it's so good and you just want to go inside so and it. out it go inside and out and it just gets is me it going inside, is it in and out burger and so it uh, is not in and out burger it's funny um, so like one of these moments I had was in Hattie B's in Nashville Tennessee okay, with yeah, hot chicken with the hot chicken yeah I remember we talked about that like a couple pods ago I had another one we went to the Cigar City uh, okay. Huda Poo's Day, and there was a food truck there, and they had a Monte Cristo sandwich, and I had one of those moments there. Which I've had, scattered throughout my life, I've had these moments. You got me. I got you. A Longhorn. I did, yes. Gift card. In gift the, card. In the um, Christmas care package. Right. Gotcha. And so we went to Longhorn. Okay. And I ordered a steak, and, and the steak was okay. And I got a medium rare, and it was cooked all right as New York strip. But they have in their, they have like limited time offers. They're doing like a lobster kind of month or whatever where you can do surf and turf and stuff. The item I want to talk about is something I've never seen ever before. Okay. And it was a lobster-loaded baked potato. Hmm. And so they basically make kind of a lobster bisque or like a okay, lobster so cream sauce. Yeah. And... Was made with like butter and cream, maybe, and lobster shells, and then they take and they pour that bitch all over this lobster nut shrimp. All get called that, and they pour it all over this baked potato. They don't put anything else on the baked potato except the lobster sauce. Okay, so they put that all over it, and then. They top it with lobster. Oh, real? Oh, like actual lobster itself. Actual lobster. Oh, so wow. it's three ninety nine to upgrade your entree to this, or you can just buy a separate side of it for like seven ninety nine, bro. Worth it. Like I took a bite of this thing, and like I was literally crying. <laughs> like it brought tears to my eyes because it was. Indulgent. Like staring at you, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> "Don't judge me." I'm not having it. was indulgent and creamy and salty and lobstery. Lobstery. And it was like the perfect accompaniment with a steak because you got like the surf and turf, yeah, but with the baked potato and dude, like mind blowing, man. Mind the lobster so, like pinched your way into its heart. And I've never been a huge, like, all right, I like some chain places, but, hey, what's up, Josh? Uh, Some of the chain steak places get some nice lack quality, right? They do, they just kind of... Or consistency. Boom, 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 done. Boom, boom, And so, a lot of, some of the things, other things we had weren't amazing, but that lobster baked potato made up for it, and the steak was okay enough to where, like... I I could probably eat seven of those things. So wow. if you I don't know how long this is lasting for. Longhorn holler at me. Send me some gift cards. Send me some lobster baked potatoes in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm down. I'm all I'm in down. for Longhorn now. Do this. I'll even lie and say the steak was the best steak in my life. You gotta use. Oh, you got one. Another got one. Another one. Boom. Yeah. We're just gonna go to the bar, order some beers, and just a whole lineup, a whole lineup of lobster potatoes. Uh, so if you get a chance, 
probably soon because I think it's a limited time offer thing. Go to Longhorn and eat this potato. It, for me, it's life changing. If you want to see pictures, you can go on our Instagram page or our Facebook page. I think I put it on Twitter too, and you can check it out. I added Longhorn, and they haven't responded to me. Oh. Uh, but uh, check it out. It's it really is life changing. I can't believe I almost forgot to talk to you about that. It does sound pretty amazing because I. Uh, that's one thing if they put like a bisque on it and that's it. But then they put like real lobster on there. That Dude, so amazing. good. So good. Especially because the bisque is already kind of buttery. Yeah, that would make it taste up. And it was almost like a bisque but a hollandaise sauce kind of mix. No, it still looks so. It was pretty yeah. awesome. Hey bit. Tom. Hey Matt. Guess what? Geek news. Super geek news. Super geek news. We're gonna cut two happy things to talk about and one sad thing that I might go on and on about. Um, Stranger Things season three poster. They revealed it on New Year's Eve. Have you seen it? No. All right, look it up real quick on your phone. Um, cool kind of poster. It's kind of a um, third-person view where you are the monster Oh. looking on all the kids. So it's like 4th of July. It's Independence Day. There's fireworks up in the air, and all the kids are kind of in this poster shot, and they're all doing different things. You get 11 looking. The only people who are looking at you as the monster is 11, and she looks con- deeply concerned. And then you have Will looking back at you looking super scared, too. But it looks like they're all kind of enjoying 4th of July, that one. Um, and so they also put a release date. July 4th is when it's coming out. So the last Stranger Things Season 2 was all kind of Halloween themed. Right. And this one is going to be uh, Independence Day, 4th of July themed. Do you think it's all supposed to be based around the same year? I don't think the same year, no. I don't think so, because it seems almost like... The events of the first one happen, and a few months later, the second one happens, and I, I, would, I would just assume like a few months later after that. This maybe. Happens. Maybe they're the same year or the same two years. Maybe. Um, uh, but how long do you think they're going to go with this thing? I don't because know. these kids are going to keep growing up. Yeah, they can only keep them as teenagers for so long yeah. until it's like Stranger Things Season 10. Now they got to do their taxes. Cool trailer, though, right? Yeah. Poster. Poster, yeah. And we did get a trailer already. We got like oh, a teaser good. trailer. Oh. The teaser trailer was pretty good. Um, along, So Netflix announced that. Netflix today also announced Punisher Ooh. Season 2. Ooh. January 18th. That's what I like about Netflix is they announced two weeks. Two weeks away. I'm surprised. I guess they were filming, so I'm not too surprised. That we're getting a Punisher Season 2. When they've canceled all yeah, these that, other episodes. that they're still, like, just announced recently that they've canceled Daredevil, yeah. Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Uh, Jessica Jones, is that still going? It is. They haven't canceled that yet. So, um... Right. Have you watched Punisher Season 1 yet? No, all of it. Not all of it. It's a hard watch. It's good, but it's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very damn It's very depressing. Um, I'm looking forward to Season 2. I just hope it's not as depressing as Season 1. Um, but so they kind of announced that. So I'm excited about that. That's coming out soon too. So you you gotta have something else because I'm about to talk about something sad and we can't end on a sad note. So today, uh, WWE announced that Mean Gene Okerlund yeah I saw that uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna try to hold back hold back some the of the yeah. Um, if you don't know. 
Hua. Hua. If you don't know who this motherfucker be doing is, let's go. That's pretty good, huh? And we're bad for you. Hua. Um, what's his name? <laughs> Joe. Uh. I think it's on the tip of my tongue. I know the impression, I can't think of Montana. Yeah. What is uh, his freaking name? That's <laughs> pretty bad. Um, <laughs> he's a bit, he's an Oscar winning actor. Not Robert De Niro, but Al Pacino. Al Pacino, yeah. yeah. Al- Alfonso um, Pacino. Mean Gene for me was kind of the voice of oh, my childhood. Sorry, go ahead. Mean Gene was kind of the yeah, voice of my childhood. Yeah, you were a big wrestling guy, kid, back in the day. So, if you don't know who Mean Gene Okerlund is, Mean Gene Okerlund kind of started off as an... And he always kind of was an interviewer. Yes. For WWE. And he mm-hmm. started at some of the Southern Alliance and stuff, kind of worked his way up. But he was always the guy in the early 80s who would interview everybody. And so he'd be in the back, and he'd have the microphone, and he'd be entering people interviewing people, but he was very interactive and he was very much a baby face. So he was all about Hulk Hogan and he was all about Macho Man and Macho Man was good. But the thing that always stood out for me about Mean Gene is he always called people out on their shit. Oh. And so when Macho Man was doing crazy stuff, he'd be asking them about it and he was always kind of breaking character and breaking the fourth wall. So if you go back on YouTube and watch some videos... Macho Man will bring like a teacup or a coffee cup in as a prop, and Mean Gene's like, "What the fuck you got a coffee cup for?" <laughs> Hulk Hogan, or even a Hulkster, would be talking about stuff, and Mean Gene's looking at him like he's crazy. Or the pasta restaurant doing there, Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> pasta mania. Uh, and then when like Ric Flair kind of the, won the Royal Rumble, and mm-hmm. he comes out, and he's, Mean Gene is looking at him with disgust. For me, my b- biggest Mean Gene memory comes. After the early 90s, it kind of goes into the mid-90s when Hulk Hogan turned heel. So, Mean Gene followed Hulkster and other people to WCW. Right. And so, if you don't know about NWO, NWO is a New World Order in wrestling. It was Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Yeah. And they were kind of saying that they came from WWE. They called it the place in New York or the place up north. And... uh they're taking over WCW, and they had a third man. That for weeks they wouldn't say who the third man was. So there was like a triple threat tag match they were going to have, yeah. and they had it against three WCW guys. And then their third man was going to come out. Well, it ends up being Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan comes out. They think he's going to save the day, save Macho Man. Hulk Hogan historically turns heel, drops a leg on Macho Man. Mean Gene Okerlund comes in the ring to interview them. And he gives Hulkster a tongue lashing. Like, I think if you were going to watch any video to tell you who Mean Gene was to the industry and kind of what he was good at, watch that. Because all these people are throwing trash in the ring, like cups and chairs and everything else, throwing it at Hulk and popcorn. And Mean Gene is telling Hulk Hogan how he's disgusted by his actions mm-hmm. and he can't believe he's done this after all these years and uh, it's just it's a great moment and Mean Gene I think is the voice of WWF he, I think if you picked one voice that WWF would have to have from the beginning to the end now it would be Mean Gene Okerlund. Um, one of the most famous things that people 
say when they talk about Hulk Hogan as they go, you don't mean Gene. Because Hulk Hogan will always do the interviews. And uh, he was always the, the voice of reason. And he had a smooth, this calming voice. Um, he ended up being a commentator later on. He died at 76 years old. They haven't kind of released what he died of yet. But to me, he is a voice of my childhood with wrestling. And yeah. so it's kind of sad to have him pass, but it's nice to go back and reminisce. So WWE all day long has been re- releasing some Mean Gene videos and stuff. So check that out. Check out some of the cool Mean Gene stuff and interviews. And a lot of them are clips, and they're kind of fun to watch. Do you have any? You know, you were more Attitude Era stuff. Yeah. You remember Mean Gene? I don't remember a lot of the interview stuff, like backstage, like him just like going red mic up in their face. Yeah, and he had the hot one thing. Like, I remember one of my favorite too. ones is like, um, uh, there's a, he's interviewing Macho Man, and Macho Man had like his wife or something on at the time, and Macho Man just like yells at her in the middle of the interview and tells her to go away. Yeah. Like, hey, you, you should really shouldn't be talking to him like that. How can you talk? Like, Pretty amazing, yeah. right? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, and he put he put him in his place. Yeah, and. Uh, it was really cool that he he did that stuff, um, and they kind of and they, yeah. He was just he was a great character, and he's definitely gonna be missed. A big bucket of win for me, Gene Okerlund. Uh, go back and watch some videos, especially if you don't know who he is, and, and check him out. All right, you got any? Uh, oh. <laughs> Do you have any other geek news? Uh, nope. Oh man, so we're gonna end on a sad note, huh? Yeah, that's how it's gonna be, because I can't think of like any upcoming <sighs> major things coming for movies, TVs, or okay. anything like that. Here's a good question. Sure. Did you get anything super geeky for Christmas? Uh, yeah. What'd you get? I got some vinyl pops. Nice. Uh, I wonder who that was from. I got <laughs> this. The cool, uh. Triforce hat. Triforce hat, yep. Um,. This shirt I got from some family. It says, You kill me, Smalls. Nice. Uh, Say a lot. Uh, right? Yep. Yep. Kingdom Hearts shirt. Mega Man stuff. A lot of, a lot of fun, geeky stuff from uh, your, your boy over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I got some cool pop figures, too. You can see some up there. There's a cool Weird Al pop figure. And some good stuff yeah. for Christmas. Good stuff. Beat it. If people want to check out more Deep Fried Geek stuff, Tom, where can they go and check us out? You can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anything Deep Fried Geeks. If you want to listen to some of our older pods, you can go to iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, check out them pods. Like it, five star, give it to us. We're going to go up Tommy Two Star. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that was good. That's like a commercial. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Um, So uh, go on those things. If you want to check out the past videos that we posted and stuff like that in... Uh, or pictures that we talk about in this episode, you can go like those and follow those for us. Uh, but in the meantime, email us if you have any comments, questions, concerns, deepfriedgeeks at gmail.com. Hey, Tom. Hey, Matt. Guess what? What? Keep calm and geek on. <laughs>